0: On behalf of Foundation Christian Fellowship, once again, I'd like to thank thank you all for coming out, particularly our visitors. Thank you for coming out and joining us this morning. I pray that our time together this morning will be one that will be enlightening to you and encouraging and a blessing. Amen. We are a people, you know, I like to say we're a small church with a big heart. And so we love people and uh, we are just, we don't take it lightly that you're here with us this morning. And I believe that God has, that you're here. You know, how many know that there are no accidents in God? Everything is destiny and purpose in God. Nothing just kind of, you know, some people say, well, it just happened that way. But as kingdom of God, people, nothing just happened. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So then God is constantly every day directing you to where he wants you to be. I said all that to say that you're not here this morning by accident that you're here this morning because God has something that he wants to say to all of us. And so uh, in recent weeks, we have been uh, involved in a series, and I really kind of wrestled with what I was going to do, but if I was going to kind of detour away from a series or kind of uh, impart some of the things that God has shown me this week. Uh, we had a wonderful time down in Virginia Beach at the conference. Uh, there was a lot of impartation going on. And, uh, and the Lord just really spoke and encouraged my heart. But this morning, I want to talk to you about a subject that um, is not necessarily going to be one that makes you feel like, oh, I just can't wait to hear it. Now, if you're spiritually mature, you'd be like, yes, pastor, go for it. So I just want to say to you right now, I want you to do me a favor. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I want you to hold them up. I want you to hold your Bible up. If If you don't have one, we can give you one. I want you to hold your Bible up, and I want you to repeat after me. This is the Bible, the word of God, and I will obey it. This book was not written by Pastor Bailey. This book was written by God. This book is the word of God, and I will obey it now. Amen. Now, so now, when you hear the word, don't get mad at me. Hallelujah. You know, any time you ever see me, one of those times when I kind of say, hold your Bible up, and I kind of give you this kind of introduction, then that means that, you know, you're going to get a little bit of medicine, and it's going to kind of, how uh, I many know that sometimes medicine, we, you know, how I many you ever had a bad cold, your mom gave you some nasty cough syrup? And you'd be like, Argh! you hated it. It tasted terrible, once it got down and did what it was supposed to do, you felt so much better. This is kind of like how the word is this morning, amen? So we have been talking about principles, and we're going to continue with that today. And uh, we have been talking about the principle of humility, the principle of sowing and reaping, the principle of self-denial. And now we're going to be talking about the principle of authority and submission authority, and submission. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. I pray, Lord, that you will be glorified. Let me decrease, that your spirit in me might increase. In Jesus' name, amen. you can turn to Romans chapter 13. Track with me this morning. The book of Romans chapter 13. And while you're turning there, how many of you have ever seen that little sign, a little bumper sticker a sticker? or it's a little uh, symbolic question mark that says, question authority. How many of you have ever seen that sign, that symbol? Nobody's ever seen that sign? It's a little bumper per stick. Question authority. And every now and then, you, I'll see people with T-shirts on it. It says, question authority. And every time I see that, it's something in me that just becomes somewhat irritated with I get bothered by that. Because what it suggests is that you don't really have to submit yourself and obey any kind of authority because you are, in essence, an authority unto yourself. So, we live in a generation today. How many know where people don't? How many love to be told what to do? Ain't nobody, I ain't gonna get no amens on that, right? Nobody wants, nobody likes to be told do this or do that. I mean, we understand authority and, well, perhaps. But nobody gets really excited when somebody tells you what to do, particularly when you live in the in Western culture. You know, the Western culture just, you know, we're an individualistic or a capitalistic society. And what that breeze is is a generation of people that just think Independently. And unfortunately, we've come into a place where we're, we've are we kind of brought that spirit kind of like into the church because it's, an, it's a mindset that is out there that is permeated its way into the church. And so whenever I see this thing of, of question authority, I get bothered. Why do you get bothered, pastor? Because I understand that authority comes from God. How many know that authority does not come from man? I don't know if you realize that or not. But authority is not man's idea. Some of us, I'm willing to say right now, some of us have been struggling, whether it be on our jobs, whether it be in our relationships, whether it be in, in, in the church, whether it be anywhere. Because in some of us, we struggle with authority and we cannot figure out why is it that I can't seem to get over the hump. Why is it that I keep having a problem with my, every boss, you know, you ever met people like that? Every boss they get has the problem, right? I mean, I met this one guy on my job. I mean, I'll never forget it. He used to say to me all the time, I mean, I I, I, I was, uh, you know, I just, I was on a temporary assignment in the criminal investigation bureau. For those of you who don't know, I'm a robbery detective, Uh, you know, my full-time job, other job. And this one guy used to always complain. And, you know, and I remember I was coming on a temporary assignment, and he just kept complaining about, I just get sick and tired, and the boss did this, and the boss did this. And, and and why they got to be doing it, why they're doing this, why, 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 and, and every single day, he would just give me an earful, and it came upon a time, I was like, brother, just get away from me, you're killing me, I can't take this. Because everything was some kind of complaint. Every, the boss was. But then I noticed with that guy, he had a problem with every boss that he had. But whenever you talk to him, guess who was the problem? The boss. Because it certainly ain't me. I'm not the one that's the problem. Because we don't understand authority. See, God gives us. A, there, there are different kinds of authority. Authority in government and over citizens. There's a authority within the context of the local church. There are authority with parents and their children. Hallelujah. Children, you just love to just obey your parents, right? (laughs) But what we must understand is that authority comes from God. I'm going to show you this morning. So that's why I told you I want you to look at the Bible, and I pointed you back here so that you would not leave here saying, well, that Pastor Bailey... He just just trying to to tell me what to do. Let me just kind of tell you right now, I don't find my affirmation from trying to tell people what to do. I am who I am because I know who I am in God. And I don't need to be over people, have people be under me so that I can lord it over you and tell you what to do. I don't get no, I don't sit back and say, oh, I just can't wait to just put my feet down. No, 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 no. That's how you know that's not godly authority. Godly authority, it protects, it guides, it blesses us. How I many you say amen to that? You know, authority is like one of those words. It's kind of like it reminds me of a territorial dog. How many of you got dogs? All right. My dog, Princess, sometimes she'll sit on the front porch, right? <laughs> and she's cool. I mean, people can walk by. Because we live at the bottom of the cul-de-sac. People drive up in the cul-de-sac, right? And my, and my dog is fine. She'll sit around right on the front porch, and she's cool. She's like sitting there, having a good time, you know. But then, every now and then, somebody will walk in the cul-de-sac, and then they'll start to walk in my driveway. And that's when you hear, this, you hear, I'll be in the kitchen, and when I hear this, you know. And then, you know, the closer they get, and the hair just kind of bristles up, Because what are you doing? You're coming in her space. You're in her territory. And you're fine, but whatever you do, don't invade my space. You know, submission and authority is the same way. And people hear the word submission and authority, it's like, whoa, 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 pastor, tell me. Tell me about how blessed I am. Tell me about the 15 ways that God loves me. Tell me how I can get rich with that 100 million that Diver was talking about. Give me all that. Don't talk to me about no submission now. Come on. No, 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 no. Mm, you know, we, you know, you uh, got some mil- uh, military. Sean's been in the military. Larry's in the military. You know, I've never been in the military. But I bet if you talk to anybody in the military, they understand authority. And if they don't understand authority, they're going to get a quick revelation. Because you don't have much of a choice. Now, you're talking about some force authority. I mean, they lock you in. You sign a contract. I heard of people going to Paris Island with Marie, People cry, oh, I want to go back home. No, brother, you in now. You in. You want to stay right here. You contracted. They understand authority. And sometimes we have to go through some hard stuff before we really get it, right? And unfortunately, this is an unfortunate thing. Hear my heart this morning. You know, we have people like, uh, you know, we all live in the age of the priesthood of the believer, right? We understand what that means, the priesthood of believers, meaning that, and this is what most Christians say, well, I have the Holy Spirit in me, you have the Holy Spirit in you, so I don't need you to tell me what to do. And so we say, well, you know, I can go from church to church, go to place to place, I can do whatever it is I want to do because I don't need to listen to anybody because uh, God has given me the Holy Spirit. And that's all I need to hear from. So then, if I don't want to hear what you have to say, then I will not submit. I don't care who you are. I'll leave if I need to leave because I am under grace. I, am, I have the Holy Spirit in me, so therefore God has given me a mind to think on my own. Therefore, I can do what I want to do. And it's amazing to me that people who think that way, they're not really walking in the favor and blessing of God. Because what that tells me is they don't understand that authority is something that comes from God. And you must understand the spirit behind authority and submission. You know, what does authority deal with someone who has power, governing powers, whereby submission deals with our attitude and our will as it relates to that Authority. And so we're going to kind of deal with that this morning, and uh, and I hope you're with me. Are you still with me? I haven't lost anybody yet, right? Luke six forty six. Don't have to turn there yet. I'm going to read Romans thirteen in a second. But so Luke six forty six. Jesus put it this way. Jesus says, "Why do you call me Lord, and you don't do what I say? Why is it that you say to me, Lord, Lord, Lord? Now all of us would say that Jesus is Lord, right?" Or well, he's Lord whether we say it or not, but he is Lord. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord and, and you don't do what I say? What was Jesus in essence saying? Jesus was saying that if I'm really your Lord, then you will follow and you will obey what I say. He was again invoking his authority as the son of God. The disciples and all of them, they understood the importance of walking and being under The authority of Jesus Christ. And if you are here this morning and you are saved, you are a believer, then you should be under the authority of Jesus. But how many know that not everybody that is saved is necessary? Uh, Not everybody who is a Christian is under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Just because you are a believer does not mean that you're under the lordship of Christ. People say, well, I just thank the Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Lord, is he your Lord? Hmm. Thought provoking. Look at Romans chapter 13. Now, I want everybody to do this with me. Smile. Let's smile. There you go. (laughs) See, see, it it makes me feel it it gives me that inspiration to keep pushing when y'all smile at me, even though because because but now all of you all are under authority because you hear you're under authority right now because I'm speaking. So because I say smile, you got to smile right now. But now. The important thing is that when you leave here, I want you to keep smiling. Amen? (laughs) Romans chapter 13. Look what it says here. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Oh, gosh. For there is no authority except from who? God. Wow. And the authorities that exist are appointed by who? God. Wow. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of who? And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister and an avenger to execute wrath on those who practice evil. Therefore, you must be subject, not only because of wrath, but also for your conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. Come on, pay taxes. Come on, pay taxes. (laughs) Pay taxes. For they are God's ministers. You mean to tell me the IRS is God's ministers? Oh, never thought of it that way, huh? Now you'll think differently now if you're tempted to cheat. <laughs> but we don't have any of those people here because we're people that do us right. We honor God here. Amen? Amen. For because of this you also pay taxes, verse 6, they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing, rendered therefore to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear honor to whom honor. And so he says there. Now, here's a couple things I want to extrapolate from this particular passage of scripture. He says, be subject. Now he did not say, watch this now, he did not say be subject if you like the ordinance. He did not say be subject if they talk to you right. He did not say be subject unless you don't really agree but he said to let Every soul. Now, last time I checked, that's every person that, look, do this for me. (sighs) Are you breathing? That means you let every soul be subject. Now, here he's talking about the governing authorities. Now, I've heard people, you know, over the years, people get upset, you know, and I was working patrol years ago. I'll tell these police stories. But I was working patrol years ago. I remember and I used to pull people over, and the first thing they say to me, you know, I should like do radar, you know, and and it'd be always a bunch of people just kind of loom speeding. And, you know, and I get the first one I can get to. You know, whoever pop up on my thing, beep, then I'm gonna pull them over, right? And and I should get people, watch this, (laughs) on their way to church. (laughs) On their way to church, and they will give me. How could you pull me? I mean, why did you pick on me? Ever 20. All those people in front of me were speeding. Why did you just pick on me? What's up with you, Mr. Polisa? What's your supervisor's name? I'm like, where are you going this morning? I'm going to church. Oh, my God, I I hope your church don't teach you to do this. How would your pastor appreciate you acting this way? And what Christians don't understand is when you resist that authority... Ooh, watch this. You are resisting God because the Bible said that the authorities that be are ordained of God. So every authority is ordained of God. And so every time you give grief, whether you're in the classroom, students, college people, whatever, wherever, whoever, you're in a classroom and you got a I don't like that teacher attitude. God didn't say nothing about obey authority if the attitude is right. Come on. Talk to me. God didn't say obey authority. If they look at you a certain way or say all the right words, he said, "No, let every soul be subject." See, the Christian attitude is one not of rebellion. The Christian attitude of one is one that submits, one that has an attitude of humility that says, "You know what, officer? I'm sorry. You know, if you got if you got a question about if you're picking on you, can ask the officer that. But I me mean, know you can do it in a respectful way." But how many know you cannot be up there just screaming and yelling and then thinking, oh, God, bless me with favor, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord, going to bless me. No, 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 no. God is not going to bless us because when you, listen, when you fail to obey authority, you are outside of the will of God. First of all, understand that. You cannot expect God to bless us when we are resisting the very authority that he has put in place in order to protect us. And what is the ultimate goal of authority? It is to protect, to provide order in our community. I don't know about the situation that happened with that Professor Gates. I mean, you heard about that situation. You know, I wasn't there, so I'm not going to comment like some people did. But I would say this much: I just wonder what would I have done if I was in that situation. Think about if you're a believer, you got the spirit of God living on the inside of you. Policemen come at your door. How would you respond in that situation? Would you have looked at that policeman and said, well, get out of my house. What's wrong with you? Well, first I want to know, like, what's up? Why are you here? If be tell me a good valid reason, then I'm going to, to listen to him. Right? But I wonder what would happen if we were in that situation. Would we be like, or would we have an attitude that says, you know, I'm willing to obey authority. I appreciate authority because I recognize that if I resist authority, I'm resisting God. Y'all ever thought about that? Young people, you ever thought about that? When you're in a classroom, you got a problem with your teacher, you fail to obey your teacher, that you really have a problem with God? Because the Bible says, therefore, the, the, the authorities that be are ordained of God. I'm going to read a couple other scriptures to you. Therefore, and listen to this. Don't have to turn there, but let's listen for time's sake. First Peter 2, 1 uh, Peter chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Listen to this. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of men for the Lord's sake. Why am I, why am I submitting myself to you? Because the Lord told me to do it. For the Lord's sake. Y'all ain't smiling, but I'm going to keep on going. Hallelujah. Whether to the king as supreme or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. That's First Peter chapter 2. Then what, listen to this verse. Therefore I exhort you, I exhort first of all the supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and the giving of thanks. Listen to this. The giving of things be for, made for all men, for kings and all who are what? In authority that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life with all godliness and reverence. That's 1 Timothy chapter number two. I can remember I was reading a book and it was funny, the book I gave Larry. I was, I was, reading, I was reading a book, Honor's Reward by John Brevere. And he had made reference to how that when a certain president got elected, how upset he was, and I remember, and i 'm not going to name names because I don 't try to get into politics, but I remember when the certain president got elected, I was thinking, man,, I just didn't like this. I was just oh man, I was struggling with this because i didn't think it would be good, and I was going through this, and I was going and I would hear people around just begin to to say negative things, to talk about this leader to to talk about the leader, to say all kinds of things, and I was tempted. To kind of get into that same thing whereby I begin to to criticize. But as I just read the scripture, you know the scripture says that first of all supplication and prayers and intercession be made for all men. For all who are in authority. That means that you are to pray for your president. Well I don't like my president. I didn't vote for him. But God didn't say whether or not you like your president. Whether or not you're supposed to pray for him. God said pray for him anyway. Why? Because he's in authority that you and I might lead a quiet and peaceable life. Come on. Well, I don't like him. I don't like well, that's pray for him. Because here's what we got to understand. Who puts people in authority and who puts people out of authority? God does. The Bible says the king's heart is in the hand of the who, the Lord, and he turns it whether so ever he will. If the people of God will begin to get on their faces and cry out to God for our leadership, change will begin to happen. Because God will move by his spirit. God knows how to deal with wicked leaders. God. I mean, think about this, Pharaoh, God said to Pharaoh, God said, for this very reason, read the scripture, Romans 13, and then I believe in the book of uh, uh, Exodus, the Bible says, for this reason, God says he raised up Pharaoh. Well, wait a minute, Pharaoh was an evil king. Yes, he was. I mean, he oppressed the people. But God said in his word that I raised them up that I might demonstrate my power. In other words, God said, I'm the one to put the Pharaoh there so so I can show all the world how awesome I am. So then he can bestow grace upon us. King Nebuchadnezzar, you know about him in the book of Daniel. King Nebuchadnezzar was a wicked, uh, evil king. But yet God called Nebuchadnezzar. He said, Nebuchadnezzar is my servant. God used the kingdom of Babylon to judge his people in Israel. Now, that doesn't make sense to us, but it makes sense in this sense that God is the one that puts one in authority and God is the one that removes people out of authority. So I never worry about people. I never worry about folks that get on my nerve, or people that bother me. You know, if they're an authority, then I just go to God and I just pray. Because when I pray, because the Bible, first of all, tells me to pray, then I know the change is going to happen. Can you say amen to that? And so to resist the authorities that be, we resist God. And here's how we need to look at it. Now, here's a, here's a question I know you all are just burning to ask. I can hear it. I can just feel it in the spirit. You're saying to yourself, well, Pastor Gary, what is the authority is evil? What if that authority tells me to disobey God? Well, first of all, let's set the record straight. Most authority, most government officials and authorities that are set in place are generally to protect the people and promote the good welfare of the people. Now, we may not agree with communism because we're a capitalistic society, but the government was set in place to what? To preserve and protect the people. Now, there are some extremes, some radicals out there like the Taliban that's out there chopping people's heads. Oh, you know, but most governments in the world don't really function that way. First of all, if anyone asks of us to disobey God's word, you are under no obligation to obey that. Are you with me? So that's why I draw the line. Now, if you're going to ask me to go do something that violates the integrity of God's word, guess what? You're not under obligation to obey that. But what I have discovered, I'll give you an example of that before I go to that. You remember book in Acts, I believe, in Acts chapter number four, I believe that the disciples were told. Uh, yes, Acts chapter four, 18 through verse 22. Uh, the disciples were told, don't preach the gospel. Don't, whatever you do, don't preach. Now, you all have heard of an old underground church in China because you can't worship. Ain't it good that we can come over here? Y'all came to church this morning and nobody put a gun to your face. Isn't that good? Do you not know how blessed you are that you can come into the house of God and nobody's putting a gun to your head telling you, locking you up? You, we're blessed. But there's an underground church in China. Why is that an underground church in China? Because if they worship, they get killed. They get thrown in jail. They get thrown in prison. You can't do it openly there. Now, are those people disobeying their authority? Yes, they are. Are they allowed to do it? Yes, right? Because the Bible says we're to preach the gospel. Man's authority does not supersede God's authority. Can we all agree on that, right? So as it relates to God's authority, I am never, ever going to compromise what God says, right? For nobody. So they're justified. But here's what I discovered. I discovered now if we're really, really honest, what I have discovered is that most people that have problem with authority is not because the authority have asked them to disobey God. Most people have problem with authority because I just don't like it the way you lead, or I just don't like the way the thing is set up. Most people that have a problem with authority, a lot, I, I've discovered that people that have problem with authority, they, they they're generally upset about everything. Because in essence, they want to be in charge, and they're not because they have what? All the answers, and my way is the what? Best way? My way is the best way? Listen to me. But that got nothing to do with submission to the Lord. And that has nothing to do with God's word. If somebody asks me to do something that disobey God's word, I'm going to look at you and say, I'm sorry. I can't do that. If your husband or your spouse say to you, do something to disobey God's word, you can look at your husband and your wife and they say, I can't do that why can't you do that, honey? Because the word of God says I'm not supposed to I can't go rob banks. I know we're broke right now. I can't go rob the bank. Well, why not? Don't you care about the family? Yes. But the Bible says thou shalt not steal. So I can't do that. I'm sorry. But what I discover is most people have a problem with authority. It ain't because the authority is asking them to do something to compromise the integrity of the word. Most people just don't want to do it. I don't want to submit to it. I just don't like it. Let's talk for a moment about uh, spiritual authority. Let's turn on over. We're going to talk about two authorities, and we're going to be done real quick. Turn on over to Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Glory to God. Y'all still with me. Oh, good. (laughs) That was a a nice amen. I hope y'all just keep on doing that because it's going to get a little thicker. But but, but it's going to be good for you. It's medicine that's going to be, you know, it's going to bless you. Because some of us don't understand the authority. Some of us are struggling right now on our job. You got a boss that you cannot stand. <laughs> you got people that you do not like. She dead right there laughing. You got oh God, I just cannot. And, and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm just going. to. And every time they come up to ask you something, you always got the. Okay, whatever. And then we sit. But then we think, don't don't, don't even understand that that authority has been put in place by God. And I've learned over my walk with God that God, on purpose, put you in places where you have to submit to people <laughs> that will bring out some of the stuff that is in you. God will put you in places. I want you to go right there. I want you to submit there. What? God, no, I, want you to, I don't want you to go No, I want you to stay right there. And God began to use that situation to grow you up and to mature you. Now, look at this. Now, this is a big one. It says in uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, obey those, we're talking about now spiritual authority. Now, let me, let me preface it with this. I believe that spiritual authority within the context of the local church is the highest authority within the body of Christ. I even put more weight on spiritual leaders than I do the president, than I do those who are in high authority. Why? Because these are people that speak for God. Right? Within the, within the context of a church. I can't think of one situation where I had in all my years of Christianity whereby I just jumped up into somebody. I never had an argument with any other believers. We might have had disagreements, but I've all because I understand authority. I had a pastor once that man drove me absolutely crazy. He was so insecure, now he, but he never asked me to do anything sinful, right? Never did that. But he was just so confused. He would say, do this, do that. And then, you know, he just, uh, then he'll just switch on and down. Boom, everything. Nothing was concrete with him. I mean, it was just confusion, confusion, confusion. confusion. And, I remember thinking, and I remember just going home and just, oh, God, I don't know what to do. This man just, you know. And, but I, I just submitted because that's what God had me. And I stayed there all the way until the end. But look at what it says. In, uh, if we, we're going to jump. After this right here, we're going we're gonna to deal with your house a little bit. Can we do that a little bit? Glory to God. So y'all, I told you that it's gonna, the stuff is a little deep this morning. But just look at me and say you love me still. Just say I love you. Just say. That's, no, no, better yet, say I love the Lord. There you go. Good. Now, here's what he says. In Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 17. Obey those who have the what? Rule over you. And be submissive. Oh, stop. Not that word. Be submissive for they watch out for your souls. As those who must give account, let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that would be unprofitable for you. Isn't it amazing how God talks about spiritual authority within the context of a church? Your spiritual leaders are as good as you honor them. Hear, hear what I'm saying? Because let's just, say, let's just use me as pastor. My job is to feed you with the word of God, to care for your spiritual well-being. But if you don't honor me as such, then you bite the hand that what? Feeds you. And then you can't understand why am I not blessed because the anointing flows where? Down. Just the way they go. I didn't make that up. Now he says obey those that have the rule over you and submit to them. Well wait a minute. I don't agree with what they, well what does that got to do with anything? How many of you have ever done something you didn't agree with? Write this down. Watch this. Are you with me? Say amen. Agreement is not submission. Let me say that again agreement is not submission. You see, if me and Christian, if I tell Christian, okay, Christian, I want you to do this, I want you to do this, Christian, and Christian says, oh, I like that, good idea. I mean, no, he, he, he didn't have to activate submission, not really, because he what? He's already in agreement with it. Submission comes in, When so the word, submission means to place underneath Submission comes in, Brother Larry, is when we have a situation where I ask of you to do something that you don't want to do. Not sin, but you just feel like, I got a better way. I don't like that way. Hmm. Submission comes in when you say, I'll do it even though I don't agree with it. Why? Because I understand that you're the authority that's over me. That is when submit, submission, just because you, people agree, oh, we're flowing in the spirit. We ain't flowing, brother, not really, until you come to a place where we go like this, where we bump heads. You know what I'm saying? How would you respond then? The Bible says, honor those who are in authority. I want to give you a couple examples. Um, you remember uh, the story, and I'm not going to have you turn there for time's sake, but Numbers chapter 16, Uh Moses was the spiritual leader of the people, the people of God. Moses did great. Everybody know about the story of Moses. Delivered the children of Israel and brought them out of the land of bondage. It's amazing how, you know how people forget all the things God, you know, I told you a minute ago to write things down when God does things. You know, boy, they were praising God. but when they came up out of that, that, that oppression, they, they, the scripture said that they cried unto God when they were being oppressed, oppressed by the Egyptians. Boy, and when they came out, boy, they were dancing. They were giving God the glory. Why? Because God brought us out. But soon as they had a couple of little bumps in the road, they didn't get the water. They didn't get the water when they wanted it. Or, you know, we remember, the, they said, oh, we want to go back to Egypt because, you know, really, really eat it. I remember them onions in those lakes. Boy, they had some good cantaloupe over there in Egypt. But out here in the desert, boy, it's hard. And all of a sudden, they started getting mad about God. How many of you have been there? Mm, I ain't going to say nothing. You know, we've been there from time to time. Where well, we praise God when it's going good, if we praise him at all. We praise him we give God the glory, give God the praise. All of a sudden, you go through a little bad practice. Now, I can't praise God no more. I can't give to God no more. I can't raise, I can't give God the glory now because I'm going through. Well, when you're going through, that's the time you ought to give God more of everything that you are. So here it is Moses, this great leader, they were thanking God. Oh, thank God for Moses. He led us about this oppression, he led us about Egypt. And now all of a sudden, the Bible says in Numbers chapter 16, 250 men of renown. In other words, this is Moses' key leadership. These are people that that held the whole thing together. How do you know if you have 250 of your top dogs leave? Your company, your organization just might be in trouble. Those jokers come up to Moses and say, look, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute, Moses. Wait for one second. Who do you think you are? To tell us what to do. I mean, God speaks to all of us. Who made you the leader? Moses, I mean, who do you think you are? We, In fact, we've been following you long enough. And all we have experienced is being in this dry desert. Going through all this. It's time, Moses. Enough is enough. We're going to put a stop to this Right now. Moses said, well, wait a minute. wait." Moses fell on his face, being the humble man that he was. He prayed. Godly leaders, that's what they do. When when godly leaders come under attack by their people, they fall on their face and they pray. Moses said, okay, here's what happened. Tomorrow, um, I tell you what, uh, why don't we get before the presence of God tomorrow, and if the grounds open up and swallow you, then we'll know that God is with me. If it doesn't, if you die by some natural cause, then obviously God's with you. Well, the next day they all show up and 250 of them got swallowed up. Why? Because they didn't understand the authority of Moses was given by God. God put them there. And when they got swallowed up, here's, watch this, all of their dreams and their purpose and life was swallowed up with it. Think about all the dreams and the hope. And I'm sure there were 250 of those people who had some dreams and aspirations. Guess what? They went down the tube. I wonder how many believers right now are dealing with that because they don't understand authority. And their dreams, their destiny, and their purpose are being sucked down under the ground because they do not understand God's authority. And they keep bucking. Well, I don't like what that pastor said, so I'm going to find another church. You go to another church. Everything's fine praise God, praise God, hallelujah, bless God, bless God. Ooh, ooh, the pastor said, okay, you can't live with that person no more. You got to marry her. Well, I mean, I love her. What, does that matter? No, no, you, you can't. Well, then I just go find me a church where I can do that. Well, God says you can't be homosexual. is a sin. Well, I just leave. I go find me a church of a pastor who will just ordained homosexuality. I mean, that's what people do. And what are they doing? They're swallowed. The ground is opened up and they're being swallowed up. Life is not going anywhere for a person like that. Why? Because they don't understand authority. So people don't, who don't understand authority, they're always doing like this. Bing, like a pink ball. Bing! They're always back and forth. They're never settled. Thereby, They miss the blessing of God for their lives. They miss the blessing of God. David, you remember David? David said to King Saul, King Saul was a wicked king, right? You know, I'm not going to go through the whole story. But King Saul got mad at David because David killed Goliath. Brother get jealous. Now, God had anointed Saul. Saul was stateless. Saul was a handsome, tall man, stood above everybody else. I mean, this brother, he just didn't have the look, but God had anointed him. Saul gets jealous, gets mad, and, begins to, and realizes after David killed Goliath that David becomes more popular than him. And instead of Saul being happy that the giant got killed because all of his men in his army, including himself, were scared, I'd have been like, man, that's a brother I want on my team. That kind of gift, that kind of anointing, brother, come on over. Saul did the opposite. Saul said, no, he's trying to take That's Wrong." For 15 years, his leader, his spiritual leader went after him and tried to kill him. 15 years, David is on the run. And David, it came upon a time when David had an opportunity. David, with with all his men, David had the opportunity to kill Saul. He was standing right there. Saul, David said, no, no. They said, said, David, the Lord has delivered Saul into your hand. Kill him now. You know know what David said? David said, I can't do that. It's the Lord's anointing. Can't do it. Can't do it. So here's what David does. David takes some scissors, and he cut a piece of his cloth (coughs) off. And the Bible said right after David did that, David was convicted in his heart. He said, I, I shouldn't have even done that. Because he understood authority. See, your authority within the church or within any place, particularly in the church, because that's what we're talking about, is to be honored and respected. To be honored and respected. Why? Because it's what God has placed over you in your life in order to preserve and protect you. Finally, Turn to Ephesians chapter number five. I'm getting on all the hot topics today. Hallelujah. And This is the last scripture we'll read this morning. Ephesians chapter number five. Let's talk about the authority in the home. Now, I know right off the bat, I'm not going to be preaching on, uh, you know, I'm not preaching on, you know, family stuff and all that. I'm just talking about from an authority standpoint that we all understand. In the marriage relationship today, I'm amazed. I was asking my wife about this yesterday. I said, "Honey, I said, what do two people do when? What does two people do when they don't um, agree? Uh, you know, with each other, husband or wife. To, you know, how many husband and wife ever like not agreed? Right. All of us have been there, done that, right? Then what do you do? Here's what a lot of people do nowadays." Irreconcilable differences. You know what irreconcilable difference is? Nobody gonna submit to nobody. That means you go your way, I go my way. Period. That's acceptable in society today, isn't it? And people can get divorces now. I mean, people get divorced now. I hear about talking one brother other day. Yeah, I'm divorced. What? When did that happen? I didn't get a. I didn't even get a clue. I didn't hear nothing. Oh, oh, I did. What's the problem? Just irreconcilable differences. We just couldn't see our eye. <laughs> really? Now, you are the bride of Christ. You are the church. Now, you said to me earlier, you said you love this. That's, at least that's what you said out of your mouth. I hope you meant it in here. You understand? You said, I will obey. You told me at the beginning that I would obey the Bible. Did you not tell me that this morning? Okay, now wise, listen up. Are you ready? Say amen. Uh, Here we go. Wives, wives, wives. Verse 22 Submit to your own husbands. Watch this. As to the Lord. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Think about that. Now, if you're not submitted to the Lord, then obviously this don't matter to you a whole bunch. But if you call yourself submitted to the Lord, God says you are to submit yourself to your husband as if it's the Lord himself that's standing right there. <laughs> no, it did not pass. It said it ain't so. Okay. I can't tell you that. That's what it says. Submit yourself to your own husband Ask you the Lord. Watch this. For the husband is the what? Head of the wife. Did he not say that? As also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be, uh, be to their own husband in what? Some things. Did you say that? Some things? A few things? A couple of things? In everything. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. Pastor Bill, hold on. Wait a minute. We need to get the Greek. We need to get the Greek Bible. We need to stuff. I've heard people come up with all kind of stuff to try to get out of this one. I mean, I, I've heard, but, I mean, people come up with a whole big philosophy. They start getting out the Greeks and the Hebrews, and they start talking about, oh, well, that was back in the day because, you know, God don't think that way today. Because God understands that we are a generation that don't think that way. Everything is different. That was back then. That's cultural I've heard people say all kind of things because why? I don't want to obey that. The husband is the head of the wife. Now, that's not Pastor Gary's thing. Now, husband, in case you want to get the big head and say, well, you know, you go back home and say, baby, you heard the pastor say it. I'm the man. Get with it. The Bible tells the husband to love your wife as Christ loved the church. <laughs> now how did Christ love the church? He died for it. He's gentle with us, isn't he? He's loving with us, isn't he? So just because you got a little authority, don't think you can just go home. See, it's stupid for any man to sit up there and say, well, I, I'm just going to be the man. and I'm the... You better listen to your wife. My wife will save me a many a times. And you're foolish if you don't listen to your wife. You better listen to it before you make decisions. Sit down, talk. I mean, I mean, you know, this, this is how it's supposed to work in the in, in biblical sense. Here's how it's supposed to work. All right, here's how it's supposed to work. Two people sit down. Okay, honey, I think it should be this way. I don't think it should be the way. Well, why not, honey? Oh, I, you know, I thought about A, B, C, D, and I thought about this. I thought about that. You might be right, but I don't know about that. Well, you know what, well, honey, what, what a you know, what about this? And, you know, well, I thought about it. we maybe should do it this way. Well, how much should we get this right now? I don't think we should, well, well, but I think we need it right now. No, no, no. And then at some point, man should stand up. The decision got to be made somewhere, right? The man said to him, it's okay, honey. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it this way. Your job at that point is to say, it's your decision. I'm going to follow you. I may disagree, but I'm going to what? submit to your authority. Why? Because God has placed you over me. Now, here's what you say. Well, pastor, I got one big for you. Pastor, what if they ain't following God? I mean, pastor, I mean, what if they're evil? What if they're just not following God? They're not, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. They don't go to church. They don't read their Bible. I go to church every Sunday. I'm loving the Lord. I'm worshiping God. And, and they're doing absolutely not what they're supposed to do. What am I supposed to do then, Pastor? Pastor, tell me now. Okay? I read the scripture for you. I told you I, don't turn there because I told you you're not going to read I'll read it for you. 1 Peter chapter 3. Watch this. Wives, this is 1 Peter. You can write down. You want to go home and look at it and say, well, let to check and see if the passage was right. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Listen to this. Now, y'all said y'all love this, right? Y'all said, okay, here we go. Wives, likewise, be submissive. There's that word again. Up under. To your own husband. All right? Your own husband. That even, watch this. Here it is. That even if some do not obey the word, all right, don't go to church. They don't give. They don't love the Lord. They're not praying. They're not seeking God. If anyone, even if they don't obey the word, they without a word. In other words, in other words, wives, God is saying to you, be quiet and pray for them. Just model the attitude of Christ. That's what he's saying. Without a word, it may be won by the conduct of their wives. So then how does this, so how does this affect me? And, and, well, not me. I'm just talking to the wives right now. How does it affect the wives? So here's, here's what you do. My husband is rebellious. Now, first of all, if he asks you to do something sinful like rob a bank, wife swap, how I many know you're going to say, right, that's crazy, right? You're out of your mind. Don't obey that. But unless Unless what he's asking of you to be sinful. Your responsibility is to submit to your husband. Even if he don't obey the word, you are to exemplify a godly attitude. Because when you do that, now you leave the situation up to God. And if that man don't do what he's supposed to be doing, guess who's going to snatch him first? But see, here's what we say. You know the scripture says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We say, vengeance is mine, O Lord. And we'd go and take matters into our own hands, and we say, yup, and the whole time they ain't responding to that, because now you've become the Lord over the situation. But God says that they may be one with all the word. In other words, what, why? Is, shh. When you got a rebellious husband he doing what he's supposed to be doing, shh. Don't yep. Yeah, just go and pray. He got issues. He got problems. Pray him through it. But you're called to submit to your husband, even if he ain't a Christian and a believer. You're called to submit to him. Why? Because God has placed him as the authority in your home. And you may say to me, well, pastor, I don't agree with that. Yeah, you don't agree with me. You disagree with the Bible. You know, the scripture talks about, uh, I think it's, I'm not going to have, I just want to you know that scripture talks about, uh, jot this down, 1 Peter 2.18. Talks about uh, the, how we're supposed to obey our, our masters and our bosses. And it, it said not only to, the, that scripture says not only to the good bosses, the ones that talk nice to you, but the ones that are harsh and hard on you. I mean, I first read that, I said, come on, God, you got to be kidding me. I mean, because I've had some bosses that's just been downright nasty. But you know what I did? I pray. I I pray. I pray that God moves certain people out of my way. I don't go back in mouth. I just pray, God, can you take care of this issue? Because this boss is ungodly. He's wicked. He talks to me harshly. And and, and I've watched God move people. I've seen it happen recently. But I just pray Say, God move, and God will move them out of the way. So how many of you like authority now? So here's what we understand in conclusion. Authority comes from who? God. So you just can't say I'm going to disobey the speed limit and I don't care because when you do that, you're disobeying who? God. You just can't go back and talk to your boss, your pastor, and say anything you want to say or your school teacher or you know, somebody that's in authority in some context over you. You just can't be that way. Because if you do it, you're resisting God. Because the Bible says the authorities that be are ordained of God. God, so here's what I'm trying to say. The little thing that says question God, the little thing, go look it up on the internet. Go Google it. Go Google up that little sign. Because when you go home, Google up uh, uh, um, question God symbol. Just write it in Google, question God. You'll see it. You usually it's got a little question mark. It says question authority. Yeah, that's what I, question authority, that's what I meant to say. Go look up that little symbol. And I like to say, question authority. I think I might tweet that today, matter of fact, since I'm a Twitter man now. Y'all gonna join me on Twitter? Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Come on Twitter. I'm a Twitter man now. I'm, I'm one of them part. Now, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna tell you I ate popcorn. I ain't gonna give you all. But I'm gonna give, in my Twitter, I'm gonna give you some spiritual insight. But I thought about tweeting that this morning. Question, uh, question authority, then right beside that, fear God, and an exclamation point. Because we should fear God so much that we don't just disrespect authority in any context. Not believers, not my husband, not my wife, not my boss, not my leaders in church, not my uh, employers. We, Christians, we don't do that because it's there for our protection. Understand that. And when you move outside of that, if you're in the military and they tell you that you're supposed to be in this company and this is where you're supposed to be and you wander away, how many know you can get killed? You can get killed if you are not where you're supposed to be. Authority protects us. Amen. Every head is bowed, your eyes closed. Maybe you heard this word this morning.